0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, and welcome everybody to uh, a live stream question and answer session that I never would have expected to be uh, part of even about... 30 hours ago, but here we are. Uh, I'm Shwini Poo. I'm your host. I am joined by Mike Kasdan. He is an IP partner at Wigan and Dana, and he is an adjunct professor at NYU law. Mike, thank you so much for coming on with us. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well and it's a pleasure to be here. And I also could not have imagined, uh, joining <laughs> you guys, uh, you know, I, I love the fan community. I love the Knicks. Um, but uh, my worlds collided a little bit when I saw this complaint, so it's fun fun to get on and talk about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, this should be definitely uh, fun, and de- also definitely not my area of expertise, which is why <laughs> I recruited you to come on with us. Uh, before we, we get <laughs> before we get started, I do have to mention. That this show is provided by Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, also, we'll mention very briefly. We do have super chats available. If you feel inclined to throw a little bit of cash our way, feel free. Uh, it would help with, uh, you know, general upkeep of the website, which as shitty uh, as a product as I <laughs> produce, it does require a little bit of dough for our wonderful production staff. who do much, much more valuable work than I do. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, okay. So Mike, this is, this is your show here. All right. So, I guess obviously this was a headline none of us expected at all to be coming across any desk, a news desk, whatever. Do news desks exist anymore? Who knows? Um, but but what I guess are were your just initial thoughts as you read through um the the lawsuit itself, and you know, I guess do you feel at the very at the base level of it? Like, is this some uh like just superfluous lawsuit that the, that's, oh, the Knicks are just being petty? Or do you think there's actually like a case here that is, if nothing else, uh, something like worth pursuing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, any anytime you read a complaint, you have to keep in mind that, you know, one, uh, it's allegations. So, you know, we don't know what facts will play out. Now, the allegations are pretty detailed. Uh, So it seems like they have receipts, um, but we have, you know, yet to see that, you know, facts play out in all sorts of funny ways. And, you know, and also that we're only getting one side of the story so far, you know, and, you know, the Raptors, you know, they denied it in the press. They said they're doing an internal investigation, but, you know, in the legal process, you know, they'll have their chance to tell their side of the story. But um, the initial thought was, wow, this is surprising uh, because, you know, I do all sorts of intellectual property in my day job. You know, from patents to trade secret lawsuits and, uh, you know, trade secret lawsuits have really increased, uh, you know, nationwide, you know, because of, I think, employee mobility and data mobility and the increased importance of data uh, and things like big data in the NBA. And this kind of has all those elements, um, but also, you know. I think you also have to always think when you have, you know, people, personalities like the Dolans in, uh, you know, in control, you know, what exactly is going on here? And is this just sort of a very bold move, right? Going after and naming uh, an opposing head coach and division rival. Um, but, you know, you never, I, I can't, you, you never see this type of litigation in sports teams. Um, some of that is because league constitutions, you know, usually this is handled by the league. Um, and so it's rare. But, you know, as I'm reading, there, there are certainly some wrinkles, I think, that make it interesting and, you know, some some potential, you know, pitfalls for the Knicks. But as I'm reading it um, and thinking through the elements of what a trade secret is uh, and what trade secret misappropriation is, um, you know, it's a pretty well pled complaint. So so that's kind of my initial, you know, thought.
0: Okay, so I just have to ask this as a very silly, maybe silly question, but um, is it normal to just take a dump on somebody in a lawsuit? Because <laughs> they were very, very – I mean, and I understand, like, the nature of these things are petty in a in a, in a big way, um, but is that, like, a normal thing? Because they made it very clear. I mean, they called – the head coach of the Raptors, uh, Darko Rajakovich, I believe is his name. Uh, I mean, they called him a novice head coach yeah. and then they, I, I don't want to get into like, I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but they more or less were like, he doesn't have the acumen or knowledge to do the kind of prep work and preparation and all the stuff that goes into being a head coach and getting his team prepared. Uh, is I, I don't know if that, is that like part of the art of filing a lawsuit or is that just, Kind of an over the top pot shot.
1: Yeah, no, it really depends. And I think that, yeah, that was kind of the most, well, it's like colorful, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, part of it where they said, oh, and he's a novice head coach. He didn't have any of his own stuff, so he stole ours. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there are questions about that too. Like I'm sure the Raptors have their own analytics, and I don't know how much of that is true, but yeah, it was a bit of a pot shot. But um, I, the answer to the question as to whether, you know, complaints usually do that is, um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, you know the standards in the in the U.S. for filing complaints. It's just it's called notice pleading. So a complaint can be really bare bones. Uh, you have to allege enough facts you know, that, that the wrong you complained about, you know, t- took place and, and go through the elements. Um, but, you know, sometimes complaints are really bare bones, right? Like, you know, in a patent case, like I have a patent, they make this product, they infringe it, they owe me damages. And that's the other thing. The, the other way to do it is to tell a bit of a story. Um, and I think it can, be, it can be effective on a couple different levels to tell a bit of a story. And I think the other thing working here is um, I got the sense that they were pretty pissed about it um and you know some some of the um you know i think some of it um some of what's alleged you know maybe you can explain as kind of you know employee taking a bunch of his own files but uh you know some of it was pretty brazen and if they're watching and collecting this information and seeing people from you know nick's emails send stuff to their gmail account and tracking all this stuff as it seems they were um and watching you know you know a dozen people from another team, you know, log into their uh, proprietary information. I think they were pissed, and so I think that was part of it.
0: Okay. Um. And and I I, could, I, I wanted to get into this because this is a question that we had a lot of people bring up in our Discord, and I actually saw it written also uh, in a Sportico article about this uh, lawsuit. Um. I'm just going to read off this paragraph. This kind of sums it up. Like other major leagues, the NBA's constitution, which governs the legal relationship between teams and leagues, instructs that NBA commissioner Adam Silver has exclusive, full, complete, and final jurisdiction of any dispute involving two or more teams or officials. Silver also has the right to launch investigations on any matters that may adversely affect the league or its teams and to impose punishments the nba like other leagues prefers for teams to resolve their disputes through internal arbitration methods overseen by silver and out of public view uh i guess my question on this is the knicks apparently contacted the league office and the raptors last week they did not inform either party i believe uh at least from what has been out there that they were planning right right. right, according to the raptors they that they were planning on filing a lawsuit. So one, now that a lawsuit has been filed, does Adam Silver have any authority here to just like, hey, no, like this is not happening? Or is this a kind of political game where he can maybe use his power and influence behind the scenes to get the Knicks to drop the lawsuit and, you know, arbitrate kind of independently or... I mean what are what I guess, what I guess are his powers here now that the Knicks have filed this lawsuit
1: yeah so it's really really interesting question right um, and, I, and I think it's a great point because you think about other disputes between teams or things that have come up uh, I mean the, the ones that that come to mind for me uh, are like the NFL spy gate between the mm. Patriots and the Jets um, that big scandal uh, with the Cardinals and, right from 2015 uh that we're, we're actually you know s- you know stealing a bunch of scouting related information very a little bit similar actually um and- there was one in the
0: premier league a couple years ago where liverpool was basically they hired somebody from manchester city's backroom staff and then they were like i mean it's very similar they were like very similar yeah yeah, yeah. Right. information. Eventually.
1: Yeah. So you think about those examples, and, you know, of, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, so I was thinking about the Houston Astros and the mm. trash cans. And, <laughs> and you know, and and, and 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 those all proceeded with league investigations. Now, the Cardinals Astros, there was also uh, a, a criminal, uh, you know, he pled guilty, the, the guy who did it, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, he got jail time and a fine. Um, but, but all of those were league investigations, league punishments, you know, whether it was draft compensation or fines um or banning folks. Um and and the reason for that, and you know, I haven't studied the constitutions of each and every one, but I think they're all pretty similar. But I did look at the MBAs today. Um, and it is true the MBA constitution, which it's out there on the internet, um, you know, Article 24 uh is the authority and duties of the commissioner. And 24 D says the Commissioner commissioner shall have exclusive, full, complete, that's pretty clear. Um, and final jurisdiction of any dispute involving two or more members of the association. Um, the Nixon Raptors are both members of the association, so it, it's interesting because I can't think of a time other than tampering um, where I think there have been a number of instances. You know, where the commissioner, there's a dispute. You know, with recruiting one free agent, the timing of that, um, where, where Silver has gotten involved, but. I can't think of a dispute uh, like this where Silver stepped in. Now it's interesting because if you think about like like Spygate, this got got me thinking. Like, you know, the Jets didn't go sue the Patriots for unfair competition in federal court. They went to the league. Um, could they have made out an unfair competition claim or or some or some claim? Maybe, Um, you know, same thing with with the Astros and those other examples. So so what's interesting here is that that language um, about the commissioner's powers, uh, it it seems quite broad. Um, It hasn't really been tested in a way. So so so, you know, one question is, well, how, how would that be interpreted? Is this is this meant to give him the authority to do what he wants or does it or is it like when you sign an agreement and you say, I agree that I'm going to arbitrate and not litigate, and then therefore, if you try to litigate, it gets kicked into arbitration. Um, I, I think it's an unanswered question. The other level is kind of political, like is 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 Adam Silver, who has a relationship with these owners, um, which isn't, you know, as as we know from sports organizations and watching Roger Goodell, you know, there's a little question of kind of who's serving who, um, and is he going to go take the step of shutting down their lawsuit? Um, you know, I don't know. So it's an open question, but I think it's a really good one. And if you look just at the language of the league constitution, uh, seems like it vests all the power in silver to, to handle disputes, even like this, uh, even if he hasn't yet handled one exactly like this. Uh,
0: so I guess my question then would be if you are the Knicks and obviously, as you mentioned, um, Adam Silver, according to the league constitution and all these, all these things, um, it seems that he would have and 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 obviously we have examples of like commissioner ruling on internal disputes between teams we even saw this with our very own uh Jalen Brunson uh last summer obviously the Knicks got hit with a tampering charge and we lost a second round pick
1: oh no so glad he's here
0: yes uh it was very very well worth it uh is so if the Knicks decided okay we can go to silver but we are going to file a lawsuit I what one, my question would be do you think that's indicative of either the Knicks feeling like issues like this are not treated with the appropriate um they're not they're not treated with the appropriate level of just kind of severity as they should be, and they feel that. They need to go outside of the league um, to get the kind of, I don't want to say justice, but uh, the, yeah, whatever, the justice that they feel deserves or should be meted out um, to to the Raptors in this situation.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I'm not in the room where it happens, and so I don't know exactly what's going through their mind, but there's certainly a calculus, right? And so this is a pretty unprecedented step. And, you know, going around the league is, you know, I think, I think pretty serious. Um, so, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was some feeling of, um, you know, this is beyond a league issue, um, like, you know, an issue like tampering, um, you know, this is actually, you know, a civil wrong and we want our day in court um and we think we can do better there and you know what does that mean you know whether that means damages or you know some other you know benefit or just the pressure you apply or hey we're not satisfied that you know second round draft compensation isn't going to quite get it done in our eyes um there is there's got to be some calculus that, that that caused them to make this move um and we can get into it but i think it's interesting because i think the damages part of their case um you know, is, is interesting to think about because I think it's kind of complicated for the Knicks on that front, um, even though they have a lot of facts uh, or seem to have a lot of, you know, allegations and evidence right. on, the, uh, on the liability piece. But but yeah, certainly, you know, to, to answer your question, um, there's some calculus that went into, um, you know, going the route of, of, uh, of filing a, a civil complaint and, uh, and and marching forward and saying, hey, we've got, all these, you know, torque wrongs. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's interesting, and and I also think about just, you know, I don't know that that 20 years ago or or maybe more than that, but you know, just the the amount of data and analytics and the amount of you know valuable information that sits inside a basketball team and that's that's portable. Um, you know, in this day and age, is so different from the way it used to be. Um, so you know, it, it's kind of interesting to see this as kind of like a like a byproduct of the data analytics age. Um, so, but, uh, but it is, it is pretty unprecedented.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got our first super chat of the night. Thank you to Larry Israel. Uh, he has a question for you, Mike, uh, is the main difference, sorry, let me put it up here. Is the main difference here between Knicks and Raptors, as opposed to some other, some others, Mike mentioned that crimes are alleged as opposed to violations of league rules.
1: Yeah. So, um, so the defend trade secret act can be criminal. It's used to prosecute, you know, Chinese hackers and that sort of thing. Um, I want to, we'll say these are civil wrongs. So not, that's not crimes, I don't think. Um, I mean, I, I think some, and also, you know, yes, there can be criminal activity in the computer hacking piece uh, as was the case in that Cardinals Astros. And that is one of the claims here, but this is a civil court. It's not a criminal complaint. It's not the department of justice. Um, but I mean, that that is one distinction that you can draw like this is and, and that is that might be kind of informing the next thinking here. Right. This isn't just a league rules issue. Um, it's actually a civil wrong like we can make out the elements of unfair competition, trade secret and, and conversion and all this stuff. Um, so, so that that to me, it makes sense. That is a difference. Um, is it a difference that matters? I'm not so sure. Uh, because if you look at the league, the, the language in the league constitution that I read before, um, it's broad. It doesn't say that Adam Silver only has um, the power, the exclusive power to deal with disputes involving league rules. Um, it just says all disputes. Um, now, they can make arguments about what that means and whether it's intended to encompass this. But so that is a difference. Um, I'm not sure that difference um, necessarily gets them around uh the broad powers uh of the league office um although like i said there there may be other uh things at play whereas now that they filed this lawsuit you know is, is the league going to shut it down is there do they want to get into it to sort of combative place with one of their owners or is the league going to say okay you know we're going to investigate this in parallel
0: yeah yeah okay thank you for that question and contribution larry that was very very nice yeah thanks larry uh I guess, so I want to go, you've mentioned trade secrets a few times, and just, there are three elements uh, to prove, I guess, this is just what I'm reading, yeah. uh, a trade secret is information that meets three requirements. Could you just briefly um, go over what those requirements are that the Knicks would need to meet, uh, or I guess prove uh, to kind of, for the Raptors to be found liable in this uh, in this civil suit?
1: Yeah, um, so the elements of of trade secret misappropriation uh, are, are pretty basic it's almost like exactly how it sounds um so so first you have to prove that you have an actual trade secret um you know or or number of trade secrets um and you know we've seen this in other industries right there there were really really famous uh trade secret cases between like you know about self-driving cars and stealing technology it doesn't always have to be technology. It can be any information. So you have to prove first that you have a trade Take, secret. Smoke, yep.
0: Walk over to Wall Street, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so trade secret is um, is really broadly defined. So trade secrets are, uh, are any type of information it can be technical, can be financial, can be algorithmic um, that is you know kept secret. Um, so there are steps taken to maintain its confidentiality um, and that give and then have commercial value or confer a competitive advantage. So you have to prove that you have trade secrets. Um, And and that actually, in most lawsuits, if you look statistically at, you know, what happens to trade secret lawsuits when they're filed, um, a lot of them fall down right there because a lot of times companies have confidential information, but, um, they don't have a list of like the crown jewels, right? Trade secrets are thought of as like, you know, the iconic one is the recipe for Coke or the Kentucky Fried Chicken recipe, or, you know, how to make my semiconductor wafer. Um, so, so you have to have like a list of these trade secrets and then rules about accessing them, right? Like we're not, like you're not allowed to disclose these. Um, there Maybe only certain limited people can access them in terms of sort of technological barriers. In this case, the Knicks uh, in the complaint um, show that by agreement right they have certain types of information that when you're an employee and you're doing video editing and analytics you know you agree that this stuff is is proprietary you're not going to disclose it that's an example um, so so you have to prove that you have a trade secret that you protect it you know so you take those steps um, and then that there that, that someone you know took it without permission um, so it, th- those are the elements
0: so getting into the permission you um... I want to read this out. This was from the Athletic piece that was mm. uh, dropped yesterday by Mike Workanov, Fred Katz, and I believe Eric Kareen, who is the Raptors beat writer for the Athletic. Mm. Um, this very, very brief. The lawsuit alleges, as a Tom, the Knicks' former director of video analytics and player development, stole proprietary information, including scattering reports, play frequency reports, a prep book, and a link to third-party licensed software, which I presume is the uh, synergy account uh, of yep. the Knicks. So, what you so like? This guy obviously was in a position where, again, he is handling and doing a lot of stuff that helps the Knicks prepare and gather data, collate it, present it in such ways to help them help their preparation. Right? It, it's not just collecting the raw data right it, right it's exactly. putting it in organized in organized ways that you then distribute uh, around the organization to your team right. however to help your preparation and uh, hopefully uh, your performance yeah. on the court um, so my question is like if let's say he did steal this right is it reasonable though that the Raptors could argue or the Raptors lawyers will argue um, that Yes, he did take this data from the Knicks, but it is reasonable to assume he would have been able to recreate this anyway because the guy has been doing this for you. This is his job. This is why we hired him. He's going to do it anyway. He just took a. He just took his own stuff. And is that a reasonable counterargument that they could make?
1: Um, yeah, that's that's not a, that's not. An, I mean, if this is Nick's proprietary stuff and he signed an agreement saying he he uh, that this is that this is nix information. I don't think that's a very strong uh, argument to make. Um, But I will say I think there are a couple things at play here. Um, You know, if I can sort of go from the the big world to the sports world, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of those things is I think I think we see, especially in sports, but really in every industry, right, like data, competitive intelligence is super valuable. And, you know, competing in a hyper competitive environment, people want to go right up to the line of, of doing that. And sometimes that line is crossed in some like some of the examples I mentioned. Um, the, the other thing you see is employees like this always comes up. Um, and I think the Defend Trade Secret Act was passed in 2016 um, to finally have a federal trade secret cause of action. It's been very widely used because employees move around a lot. And we're at a place where you can take a thumb drive and take all sorts of valuable information and data. Um, and, and I think sophisticated companies, um, you know, as you'd expect these, these, co- these companies, these teams to be, um, they're really careful about this when you're onboarding and exiting employees, right? So you have an agreement, you do an exit interviews, they're, they're like, you know, you know what you can't take, you know what you have to leave behind. Um, and I think the new company that hires someone... Um, you don't want to buy yourself a problem. Like it's one thing um, if the Knicks have a cause of action for breach of contact, contract against this guy. Um, but if you're an, a, an opposing team or an, another company, um, if you hire someone, uh, unless you're doing some nefarious stuff, um, you're really careful. And, and you're saying, look, we don't want you to bring stuff from your old firm. We don't want you to take zip drives and install them here. Um, cause that's just asking, you know, for trouble. Um, now I think, you know, I, I, I got, I did this like piece with the wall street journal. I'm sorry, with the Washington post, like last year, um, just about employees moving around and the reality of like, you have your laptop and you got stuff that's like your personal stuff and and, and it's mixed up. And what are you really supposed to do? Um, when you move and what are you supposed to give back and how do you deal with that situation where you have like mixed data? And I think, you know, the, the sort of most, um, um, favorable, um I, based on only the, on these allegations right i don't know the other side and i don't know if these allegations are factually true um but but if i assume they're true i think at a certain point of reading you can say okay well this guy probably created that stuff like you said you know and, and equitably you're thinking like you know he's thinking like okay it, this, is, this is my stuff um and i could maybe recreate it um but the reality is he had a contract that said otherwise um and this is kind of company information um so I, at a, so you, you can' think like, look, this this maybe this happens a lot and maybe it happens that maybe because it happens a lot, you know, we have all these trade secret actions because people are taking data from companies that they shouldn't um, and moving around. But at a certain point, if you continue when, when you continue reading, um, and you see the involvement of you know these ten unnamed folks on the Raptors and the head coach and people accessing stuff and sending the password and them accessing it thousands of times. Um, it's it's hard to to kind of read it like favorably and innocently where he's just saying, hey, have a couple files that I
0: worked on and I consider that my stuff. Um, I, so I am again, I am not a lawyer, um, which I, I don't think anybody would be surprised by. Um, But in this, throughout the lawsuit, on several occasions, it mentions, you know, um, he provided X material to the Raptors defendants and Radikovich or Radakovich, sorry, he is named specifically as a defendant. uh, I believe one other coach. Yeah, uh, Lewis, Lewis. He is. Yeah, yeah, he's an assistant video coordinator and play development coach with them. Uh, And then there's 10 John Doe's uh in the lawsuit that are also named. So I uh, to go bring it back to just to Rajakovich, if he is named as a defendant and they're saying that azatom um was providing him information, is that more or less indicating, or at least the Knicks are alleging, sorry, that this was a direct communication between the two? Um and or I mean the way they make it sound, at least in the again these are allegations, uh, are that it, at to some degree Rajakovich was using the information uh, that was being uh, was from the Knicks to to aid his own coaching preparation. Uh, like if that if he's directly communicating with with him, does that put him in serious hot water in this situation? And do you think? if the Knicks actually have the evidence to prove this stuff, um, could that be something where it costs him his job before he even has a chance to coach, coach the team?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, don't want to speculate too much, but you know, another thought that I think I had when I first saw the lawsuit was, well, you know, maybe this guy took a bunch of stuff and, you know, there wasn't really higher level, um, you know, knowledge um, on the Raptors side. Right. And, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily curate or save them. Um, But when you see the incoming head coach named uh, in a lawsuit and and we don't really know whether there was direct communications Mm -hmm. and they named these John Doe's, um, I think because they don't know their names, but it sounds like like they have a lot of um, electronic and surveillance type evidence. And they probably have, you know, 10 IP addresses, you know, that they can trace back to the Raptors because to allege, in a, in a complaint, you're you're supposed to at least have um, you know some sort of base like like a a non-frivolous basis. You can't just say like, hey, I think it's true, and there's no I think it, this is true, and there's no no basis or evidence. Um, so so you know the facts have to bear out. But in order to make the allegation, um, you know under under Rule Eleven, uh, you're you're supposed to have you know some reasonable basis. So so just the fact that he's named, I think, is is a pretty big deal and is pretty eye-opening um you know we have to see what his involvement was and whether the whether the evidence really does connect the dots or if it's you know assumptions and sort of you know suppositions uh how strong that evidence is we don't know but they had some basis to name him um and you know it's pretty pretty eye opening and, and bold uh
0: so we have a few questions that are streaming in here uh yep. from the uh comments uh, this first one is from Fountain of Hoop. Schwin, how do you feel about wode shams and other major major media ads not saying anything about the situation? Um, I'm gonna actually throw this to you because I so I know that at least and I know the rules in different countries on reporting on stuff like this is different at least, you know, in England, English Premier League, I follow the English Premier League, uh, when there are situations that go to court, they often won't name who the defendant is. Like, the, those things are are very, you know, they basically put a tight lip on that stuff. You're not allowed to talk about it at all. I don't know anything about intellectual property. I don't know anything about civil litigation uh, at, at any serious level. So my question to you is, is this a situation where some of these guys, like, let's just say Wojen and Shan specifically, They are not comfortable or they're not able or they're they're not able to really talk about it in the detail they might want to um, because of the nature of the lawsuit. Or do you just think, I mean, I I don't want to say it's a conspiracy against the Knicks, but do you just think it's like they don't even know what to really report on here yet? Um, I mean,
1: this is a public filing. Um, so, you know, they can talk about it just like we can talk about it. We can read the complaint. Um, and you know, if it's newsworthy and they want to talk about it, um, you know, they could, so, you know, I don't don't think, I don't know that it has anything to do with the Knicks. I guess, uh, you know, if I were to guess, um, and, and be a little cynical, (laughs) then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, in the same way that ESPN doesn't necessarily like to report on things that make the NFL execs or, or mm. leadership unhappy, then maybe they're just shying away because, and I don't know what's going on, you know, behind closed doors, but right. you know, if the league's not happy about it. Um, you know, one of, if there's a league investigation, of course, you know, the fact of that investigation is public, but, um, but otherwise there's, you know, it's, it's kept under wraps until there's a decision announced. So the public nature of having a, a, a filing in court, um, if in fact, the league is not happy about it and they've communicated that, uh, then, you know, maybe that's just a reason to shy away from reporting it. Uh
0: And, and thank you uh, for that. I, I would, I'll go ahead and say like, I don't, I don't love it. And I'll just finish and say, uh, to answer the question very succinctly, I think if the roles were reversed, there would definitely be reporting on it. Um <laughs> And I don't think, there would be a large refrain of people saying, oh, well, it's not a big deal because the Knicks, all they did was take synergy clips uh, from Toronto. How is that a big deal? I, I don't think that would be any serious person's argument, and I think they would be getting, maybe rightfully, um, criticized for even being uh, alleged to have committed these crimes or this yeah. legal action, however you want to put yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. one is from J.K., uh, how much merit is there to the claim that every team has access to these same Synergy files? I feel like people are considering all Synergy data is relatively the same. Is this not the case? Um, I, I We actually just got uh, a Synergy account for nice. uh, Strickland. I have not fucked around with it. Prez has. That's Prez's thing. I just pretend like I, I'm smart. Um, but from my understanding, like, the way I think about it is this. Forgetting You know, how much can you really tell? If you have access to a team's entire synergy account, you can see what clips they're pulling up. You can see how they're organizing them. You can probably distinguish and, 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 you know, kind of figure out, well, Maybe they value XYZ thing. Maybe they're seeing this thing. Maybe they like this thing. Maybe they don't like this guy, that guy, whatever. You can find out a lot about how they're evaluating things, their personal preferences as an organization, on players, teams, whatever. Um, and I, this I, I feel fairly comfortable saying. On Synergy, I believe that you can write comments in and, and mark stuff up. and And if that's the case, you can find out a lot. Um, you know, even something as simple. I mean, I remember this happened earlier this year with like Joe Missoula, where I forgot what account it was on whatever the hell, you know, platform it was on, but somebody found out his account and started leaking some of the stuff that he had out there. And one of them was really funny. It was like, uh, he had notes in like a manual quickly. And it was like, he is a point guard. And people were like, see, he's a point guard. We told you all along. Um, but like, so you can, I think, I I don't know enough to say one, the Raptors totally did this and now they have so much information on the Knicks and the Knicks are, how can we like recover? Like, I'm not saying that, but I think to argue that you cannot learn anything from this and it's just like going to the NBA.com site and we all do this, right? Take the video and clip it up ourselves and whatever. I don't think it's that I, I I don't. and, And even with that, look, you guys could probably figure out players I like, players I don't like from the things I clip. It's not too hard to figure stuff out like that. So I, I think it's ridiculous to argue otherwise. Mike, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, episode. a couple of thoughts. Um, you know, one, and I'm not as familiar with, with Synergy in particular in particular, as, as probably folks out there or, or you are. Um, but but first of all, there are some people saying, you know, predictably, you know, you know, sort of dog in the next and saying, oh, why would you want to steal information from you know the Knicks business plan. It's a shitty business plan because of the Knicks. Um, first of all, I think we're well past that. Um, but but also, it, this is not when you look into the type of information um, that that's alleged to be taken. Um, it's not all Knicks information. It's not all Ra- and it's not all Knicks information about the Raptors. Um, they also had you know information about the Pacers and the Mavericks and the Nuggets and analysis of. Player tendencies and statistical stuff, and so that's just valuable information. It might be the next take on it, um, but I think that's you know certainly use, useful, right? If you say, okay, well you know take all this film on you know that that someone smart crunched and see if it's useful, um, I, and, and then and then you get into sort of the game planning stuff. And and I think the thing at least that jumped out to me about the the synergy stuff is that it is customizable, um, and you can you know can suss out you know team approaches you know from that um, I think there's also allegations that they took kind of the Knicks like prep book
0: and game yeah, plan from two games yeah. uh, one was the last game of the year against the Pacers and another was I believe this was the the second time they played the Nuggets I want to say maybe in March um, at the Garden so like whatever you can I mean I, they, it's kind of funny to think about it was like 250 pages worth of stuff and I'm like you really need 250 pages of just like, yeah, Jokic, really good. Like, he, he can pass. He yeah. can also score really well. I don't know.
1: But that's another thing that I did think. I mean, to be fair, as I'm reading this, you're thinking, you know, why would, they, why would they do this or necessarily really want this stuff? And it's really hard for me to say as a layperson or for us to say without really understanding what they had access to you Know how valuable it is and why they might want it, but you know, these days it seems like every team has their own custom library of all their information that has all the opposite, you know, opposition players, you know, competitive intelligence and tendencies. Um, so it, it is a little curious me to step back and think about it, and you're like, and yes, there's the allegation he's a rookie head coach and and he's he's dumb and doesn't have his own stuff, so we had to steal ours, but I mean, in reality, uh, I think the reality is everyone's everyone's built to some level you know
0: you know towers
1: of this analytics information so it is and, a little strange
0: right yeah and and if you landed a head coaching job i have a hard time believing that you didn't have any idea of how to do this stuff uh i want to i want to i'm going to read out this comment and i think it's fair please pronounce the coach's last name correctly or just call him darko i looked it up it's ryakovich sorry um thank you for listening to a next um Podcast by the way, because <laughs> you're clearly not a Knicks fan, Ryakovich. I will be correct with that from now on. Um, I, I think this is worth mentioning. Uh, several people have brought this up in our Discord. I think the first one may have been Larry uh, Israel, who, um, again, thank you for the comment earlier. Um, but he mentioned, and I think this again is worth, is worth bearing out like one of the few things, whatever, we've all been critical, especially me on this podcast of Tom Thibodeau's various coaching decisions, whatever. One thing he is universally recognized for, that he is universally praised for by his peers, by media members, um, consistently, this from his time as an assistant, through all of his time as head coach, his teams are very, very well prepared. They are very well prepared for each game, for each opponent, everything. He is considered, by many, the best in the business in this one very specific thing. That is it. I am not calling Tom Thibodeau the best head coach in the NBA. I am saying that he's, he's often regarded of, as the best in pre-game preparation in the regular season, whatever. Okay? Um, it is not crazy to me for a rookie head coach or an organization employing a rookie head coach, having hired a rookie head coach in the NBA, to feel like, hey, if we can get access to this team in our division who is actually really that, that is their big thing. That's the thing they're the best at. Um, This could be yeah, useful for us to prepare ourselves. And it gives us an insight into them as an organization, as a rival organization. Uh I personally think like, that's not outlandish to really look. It's a competitive league. Uh, you're kidding yourself. I think anybody that thinks this is the first time in the history of the NBA that a team has maybe tried to take data uh, from another organization is kidding themselves. That's ridiculous. But um, like, I just think that there is something to that. And I, I, you know, do do the Knicks go overboard in the lawsuit and and take some pot shots at him? Of course they did. But to your point, like that language may have been in there for a reason. And they were very, very specific about calling him a novice and saying that basically like you are taking The all the preparatory materials and how we do that. um, And you're trying to use that to benefit yourself and make your transition easier. uh, I mean, is that a correct way potentially to read that? Or, you know, is that just kind of like, yeah, maybe, but you're connecting stuff that we can't really prove.
1: No, but I think, I think that's a reasonable take. Um, You know, I I, I, I do. Um, And I, I, I also, you know, to be fair, Uh, laughed when I saw someone tweet out like a piece of paper with the Knicks game plan on it. And it said, ISO Julius three times. Um, So, you know, there's that, but, uh, but no, I I think that's, I think it's very reasonable (laughs) to look at it that way.
0: Yeah. Just give the ball to Brunson, run a pick and roll. Maybe Uh, this is, uh, we got a comment or a question here. This is from Omar Yusuf, who is in our discord as well. If the Raptors are found in the wrong here, would they be open to investigation from other teams who might have had employees move to them in the past?
1: Yeah, interesting question. So, you know, one thing that happens when you sue someone in, uh, in federal court um, or have these detailed investigations where there's discovery, uh, and I think we saw this happen in the NFL where there's this big investigation and all sorts of documents about one thing bled over into other things. Um, so I think if the lawsuit proceeds, um and there's and there's discovery you know it could open that up um i don't know you know the history and whether there's any there there and whether they've hired people from any organizations uh whether that stuff would come out or not but it's a possibility for sure um you know i I thought i thought part of that question was going to be you know if 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 they're found to be wrong you know what would happen to them in terms of damages you know from the lawsuit um you I I was wondering
0: this. Do you you think a reason the Knicks may have went this way is one, they want the league off. Like, let's be complete. let's put our cards on the table here. The Knicks absolutely tampered with Jalen Brunson. Um, Tampering happens with players all the time. We have seen the league investigate these matters. And what is the sum total of that? Usually it's, we'll dock you a second round pick, right? It's not very significant. Do you think we've
1: got, we got of, lots of second round picks? We're <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we do. Good job, <laughs> good job, Brock Holler. Uh, but like, do you think part of the reason they may have gone legal with it is, hey, we want you to take this seriously. We want you to take this more seriously than you take these tampering charges. Which to me, like, by the way, I think the tampering rules are stupid. Um, but like, they are the rules, and this is how you've chosen to enforce them. We think this is a lot more serious than tampering, and we want you to if if you want us to come back to kind of like you know take it off the legal side and we come back to the league and we're like hey you guys make the call here we want more than just docking them a second round pick and and in that case do you, does the league have the authority you know but you mentioned the astros uh, earlier i believe they ended up having to i think the cardinals gave them two picks yeah, like they, yeah
1: they lost two picks and they yeah. a fine and a couple of people suspended
0: uh, you know i think yeah kind of, you know, so, do, so do you think the knicks are like we need we we want our pound of flesh, right? Like we want more than just a second round pick. Dot. We want we want a pick. We want you to fire, get their you know, get their head coach out of here. Get ex. Like, is this? You think that's part of the reason they could have done this?
1: Oh, I absolutely. Do I mean? I think, think for, first of all, I have to think about the personalities involved, the types of people. Uh, You know, Dolan's is, is a sort of transactional <laughs> um uh, bully kind of style. I think he's very <laughs> petty. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, like, you know, I'm going to try and leverage and push people around. And I think you have to look at this, you know, on a legal level, sure. Um, but also look at it as, as a leverage play, right? So on a legal level, like, sure, you know, you have uh, the commissioner that has exclusive powers, and everyone else has always, you know, gone to the league and said, hey, will you please investigate this? Um, and, and the Knicks said, you know, we're going to file in, in court um and almost you know we'll see what the league does um but you know is the league going to shut that down I don't know um so so I do think that that on a certain level um it is a leverage play to sort of put pressure um you know to say like hey this is a serious thing we're upset about it um and um and and some calculus that you know filing in court is going to get them more um, you know, in the sum total from the, from the league and whatever happens with this lawsuit, um, than just going to the league and, and going through the normal process.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna dive into uh, some of the the questions that we had uh, populated in our Discord today. Uh, this first one is from Deuter Adam. What is a good analogous crime to this alleged crime? Ideally, a non sports related analog. To give perspective that isn't colored by fandom bullshit.
1: <laughs> ah, fandom bullshit. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole point of all. It's a Big part um, of what we do. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but I mean, the the analogy um, is, is is kind of the more I don't want to say boring, but but the more not in, in non sports industry I, I see this all the time, and you can see it all the time in the news. Um, you know, some you can read about. You know, hacking. I mean, you read about an employee leaving uh, and taking with them a bunch of blueprints. Um, now, there are some differences. I think in the ordinary case, ordinary trade secret case that, that you know, gets gets a big, big damages award and makes it into the press, um, it's like, hey, you know, I'm working on this technology and they hired away my designer. And then lo and behold, three months later, they came out with a product with all the same features that we were working on. Um, and you investigate and they took a thumb drive full of all their stuff. Um, I mean, that's the analogy. You know, is it of the same magnitude? And, you know... It's it's hard to say because there are some wrinkles here because because and that's, I think, where the damages issue comes comes up. Um, You know, if the Knicks, if this proceeds and the Knicks win, I think damages is kind of a tricky thing here uh, because ordinarily damages under the Defend Trade Secrets Act is really broad. Um, You can get the, uh, the profits that the other side makes from stealing your trade secrets. If you can't prove that, you can get some reasonable royalty. You can get like disgorgement of profits. You can get you can say, hey, here are the profits I didn't make. Um, you can get treble damages for it being really malicious. So it's, there's a big hammer there, like in in the statute. But ordinarily, what you're talking about is is like marketplace competition, where you can prove that because they took this, they built this competing product, and I lost sales because of that. Um, and here we have that weirdness of it being in sports, like the game inside the game inside the game, where this where we're talking about the encore, like are the Knicks losing money because of this? I don't know, but may, they might lose to the Raptors, you know, one more game. Um, <laughs> and what does that mean? Um, and, how, and how do you compensate that in terms of damages in the trade series? Those are really complicated questions. Um, but I think the analogy is just an employee leaving one job, taking a bunch of stuff and giving it
0: to their new employer.
1: And that happens all the time.
0: Right. Account proving counterfactuals is uh, yeah. it's a difficult difficult uh, world to live in. Uh, next question from our Discord. Uh, this is kind of a funny question. This one is from Zach, our uh, art guy. On a scale of 1 to 10, how fucked are the Raptors? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so... Let's see. <laughs> uh, not legal advice, and I'm not going to be uh pinned to this but uh it's it's, it's so early it's like hard yeah. to say but um and it's you and know it, and they always look more fucked than they do when you just read the complaint mm-hmm. um and, you know I, I always i still fall into this trap as a lawyer like you get one side's motion and you're like oh that's good right and then right. two weeks later you get the other side of the story and you're like ah, oh, it's less good than it looked and you know the it, dots really connecting here um so I, but but I think look if you're looking at the allegations and, and it seems like they from just the way they they wrote the complaint, um, they're on the liability side, there seems to be a lot of evidence that stuff was taken and uh that shouldn't have been taken. Yeah. Um so I think on the liability side, it seems like at this point, reading Tele is projecting caveat 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 um you know like fairly fucked on the damages side though i think it's it's hard to say like what's the real damage and that's i think an uphill battle for
0: the Knicks on trade secret claims yep for sure um this one is from here comes the jab stepper aka squeege uh, in like our inner discord <laughs> if it is true that similar behavior is relatively widespread in the league would that have any effect on how a court of law judges the outcome or severity of the case? Um, and then, he had a follow-up question: Was if it's proven that members of the Raptor staff, aside from Azatom, accessed the data, what would need to be proven true for the Raptors org itself to be held liable?
1: Mm, yeah, good, good questions. Um, so the first question is: If behavior like this is widespread, um, um, you know, does w- would that make this behavior more excusable? Or potentially, you know, reduce the damages or 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 help them on liability, um and like and ordinarily, um, you know, in, in a litigation, you're really looking at the wrong. You're really um, probably not going to get evidence in of other people allegedly committing or not committing acts. Um, that evidence is probably going to be considered, you know, kind of uh speculative and it's like you know we're not going to try 10 cases inside of this case and it'll probably be you are probably not gonna be able to get that in so usually what the court looks at is the conduct that issue so i don't think that really uh, helps them all that much um now i think on it, there may be a way to get that sort of evidence in on damages um to you know and, and maybe that can sort of mitigate Um, you know, where, 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 you know, if you show everyone's got this kind of information and it's really not all that valuable, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of upside there, but generally that's not really going to be that helpful. Um, and then what was the second question that was, oh, right. The second question was, what would you have to show to, to, to really make this stick against the Raptors? Um, and I think that's another really good question, um, because, you know, I, it's one thing for Azatam to be this rogue employee and to have a lawsuit against this dude and say, "Hey, you breached your contract and you took this stuff that you shouldn't have," and and you know he's probably not all that deep pocketed in terms of uh, you know collecting some award versus him. But if you can make it stick against you know the Raptors at the management level, you know that's a whole different story. And I think that just comes down to the actual facts here, which we don't yet know, um, as but but you know alleged um you know that there are 10 members of the raptors and they had something that made them name the head coach and this other coach uh where it seemed and and they alleged that he was being directed and being used as a mole and so it seems like you know if if those facts are true um and it wasn't a situation where he just showed up at work one day and had had this information we had no idea. We didn't ask him to do this. We don't want this stuff. Um, you know, that's a very different situation than the one that's pled. Um, so if the facts line up, um, then, you know, that's why the Raptors and the Maple Leaf organization is named. And uh, that's what will be required to make it stick against them.
0: Awesome. Uh, he actually he has a third question. It's actually a very good question also. Uh, if the league itself handed down a punishment to the Raptors, would this have any effect on the severity of any subsequent punishment Given by a court to the Raptors, for example, let's say they lose a second-round pick. Could the court view that they've already received some punishment and lessen the fine they'd have gotten they'd have otherwise gotten?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good question, and I don't know the answer a hundred percent because I can't think of another case um, that mm. that that's that's quite in that same factual scenario. But um, so I think in terms of the damages case um I can't think of a case where you reach a damages part of a trial and you're looking at you know lost profits or reasonable royalty or the types of damages me- measures that are in the statute and they say oh but wait they also lost the second round pick so we should like you know make it a little bit less um so I think you know it, it's possible to say like you know that that you've already been compensated from this other place and that should be taken into account but I'm not sure that I've seen that, so the answer is I don't know.
0: Um, all right, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and then we have a question here from Larry Israel again: uh, Could the nix system of organizing information, the methodology, the responsibilities of different people, and the actual assembly line uh, as a whole be considered proprietary?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good question, and. It could be. I think we'd have to dive into, you know, what you mean by the system of organizing information, but but certainly I, I, I've seen, you know, you can think of, I haven't seen it in the sports context, right? But then again, this is a pretty pretty uh, unique case and maybe the first of its kind in the sports context. Um, now, the responsibilities of different people, like, hey, we have this special trade secret way of, of doing video analytics where we have these three people look at this and put this information in this place. I, theoretically, it's possible. I think practically, uh, I'm not sure that they'd be able to show that that's something that gives them, and connect that to kind of an economic or commercial advantage. Um, uh, but it, it's possible. Um, trade secrets can be pretty broad. And I think about, you know, the way we make this widget, our special process for doing this, um, the suppliers we use, you know, the way we organize our supply chain. So, um, it, it, could, it you could get into the nitty-gritty there, um, but it doesn't seem like that's what they're going with here. Um, they're basically saying, you know, more traditionally, we have this information that we've gathered, is sort of custom, you know, reporting that that shows how we track different players and analytics about that and game planning, uh, and that's what they seem to be relying on as trade secrets.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to get back into the Sportico article, which, uh, I'll maybe I'll tweet this out when, uh, when this pod comes out in the morning. Um, but I thought this part was interesting in terms of, uh, you know, we've been obviously talking about it from the Knicks angle. The Knicks mm-hmm. obviously have only been, um, you know, they're the only people that have really provided any allegations. They haven't, the Raptors haven't had a chance to respond or anything yet. Um, but I wanted to bring this up again. Uh, so I'm just going to read this out. In, in answer to the complaint, the Raptors could argue the Knicks failed to exhaust the league's dispute resolution system before suing. The team, the team might also question why the Knicks didn't turn off Azatom's work email account if they suspected he was dispatching property information. And just so we're clear, Azatom told the Knicks on July 25th that he had received a, an offer, a great offer or whatever the exact verbiage was uh, from the Raptors. It's not specified that he told them he was taking the offer that day or that he put in his two weeks notice that day. Either way, his contract was ended on August 14th. I believe on August 15th, they saw, or they had proof of Azatom Tom and others uh, taking information from the synergy login or whatever it was exactly. Yep. So to go back to kind of like what those arguments are that the Raptors could make, is there, I mean, is that kind of like where their argument will, do you think that's what they will be arguing and what exactly are the merits of that argument and what would they need to prove?
1: Yeah. So on the, on the first, the first point, and that was a good article. Um, the, the, the first, the first point is could the Raptors response be, um, Hey, um, you don't have standing to sue us in federal court because under the league constitution, this dispute has to be dealt with um, in this other place. Um, and 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 you didn't try, and you didn't try. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I think that's it'll be interesting to see if they make that argument because the the parallel that that you see in cases all the time is, Lots of agreements we sign, we agree to arbitrate instead of litigate. Um, sometimes we don't even know it. Um, but, you know, you, you have a work order uh, or, or, you know, a supply order. you order a thing and on the back it says, hey, if there's any dispute, you have to arbitrate, you get into some sort of dispute. Um, if I file litigation, um, a lot of times the answer to that is um, no. Um, actually, you're supposed to arbitrate it. Um, litigation should be thrown out. Um, so if you go back to that Article 24 of the League Constitution, um, you know, I think it's an open question as to whether a third party can use that to say, hey, the exclusive authority lies in silver, or if the interpretation of that is, hey, this gives silver the authority to do it if he wants to. Um, and it's for, it's for him to decide, not, to use, not, not for you to use as a shield. I think that's an open question. Um, but I can certainly see, but I think if I'm thinking, uh, if I'm putting my defense cap on and I'm on the Raptor side, I think that's a viable argument to make in response and say, look, this isn't the forum. We agreed to a different forum. We're both, uh, you know, member teams We have a constitution that governs and this shouldn't be in court. Um, so that'd be an interesting one. I think the second point about, um, Hey, if they knew he was doing bad stuff, isn't it on them to turn off his email? Um, that kind of rings more hollow with me. Um, you know, he was, he was still employed there. He was doing bad stuff. Um, if they wanted to, watch him do bad stuff and 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 watch where it went and see if there was a broader thing happening, then fine. Um, and I don't think they're any, under any obligation to say, uh, you know, terminate him once they suspect something. Um, if they see him doing some bad stuff and they want to watch him for a little bit, I think that's totally, uh, you know, not only um, up to them, but probably a smart thing to do.
0: Uh, you know, that's what the RICO investigations are, right? They take years even though they already know. <laughs> That shout out to the Sopranos. Um, I, I actually have a question uh, based on your answer, though. Like, could the could the Raptors then argue, "Hey, if if this stuff is so proprietary and it could be so damaging to you, then you would have immediately." cut off his access once you saw he was doing something wrong the fact that you let it go on for longer sure maybe there are damages you incurred or, and, and you might incur but they cannot be that serious if you were willing to to let it happen for so long is that an argument they could make and would that have any standing legally
1: yeah i'm trying to think about what point it goes to um a, a lot of times when you're seeking Um, not only damages, but an injunction, which they're actually seeking here as part of the remedy. Uh, They're saying an injunction, you know, they want to enjoin the Raptors from continuing to use this stuff and to spread it. You know, one of the things you look to see is the urgency with which folks act. Um, And that informs whether, you know, they really need an injunction, whether there's really immediate prejudice and harm. And that point kind of lines up with that. It also maybe lines up with, um, you know, Do you, is it some evidence um, of how much you consider that thing to really be a trade secret? And maybe, you know, some might expose that a little bit. So, um, so I think that could, you know, that argument could be made. Um, And I think it's a factual question and kind of a jury kind of question. And, And I think the flip side, you know, would be like, hey, we were watching him and we thought there was a bigger thing going on and we wanted to track it and find out. Um, but I think you could you could make some hay with that a little bit. How
0: much? I'm not I'm not sure how much. Probably depends on the lawyer, right? How good you are. <laughs> uh, this is a question. This is actually tied into kind of what you just answered here. So uh, I'm going to throw it in. Uh, this is from Larry again. Wasn't one of the things the Knicks asked for? Uh, injunctive relief. In, injunctive relief. Can you uh, answer that? But before you answer, it, can you maybe explain to anybody that's listening that doesn't know what exactly what that is? What is injun- injunctive relief? Um, generally speaking and specifically in this case?
1: Yeah, so so remedies to lawsuits can come in a couple different flavors. Um, the one that we're all really familiar with that happens all the time is money um, as a remedy, like damages, um, right? So if you breach a contract and, you know, there's no amount of compensation. Um, a- another thing that you can get um, and, and oftentimes uh can get in competitive situations and intellectual property lawsuits um is for the court to issue an order um, that you can't do certain acts um so an injunction or preventing you from doing certain things um so to enjoin you from doing something so if you look at the very end of the lawsuit um which in very general terms doesn't have to be specific at the beginning says what's the relief you're looking for and they basically say we're looking for an injunction for them to stop using the stuff Um, and stop further disseminating the trade secrets because there's harm to us. We want to lock it down as much as possible. um, And we're also looking for damages. So in this case, they're looking for both.
0: Okay. Um, I actually, I wanted to go back. We we talked very briefly about the fact, you know, um, they had this thing. It's uh, one email. I'm just going to read this again from a Sportico article. Would highly recommend everybody read that. Um, With... The emails were supposedly in response to Raptors' requests with one email titled uh, Forward Indiana Game 82, and that included an advanced scouting report on Indiana Pacers players and comprehensive diagrams of over 250 Pacers plays. He allegedly sent a similar email involving intel on the Denver Nuggets. Could the, like, obviously this is the Knicks alleging, uh, you know, some wrongdoing on the part of the Raptors here um, and how it materially affects them. Could the Pacers and Nuggets also like? I mean, they seem to be have been brought into this in some capacity. Is there any argument for them to like be like, hey, like, what the hell, we're gonna sue the Raptors too, or is that just like they would need way more evidence than just one email can't get it done?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. It seems. I mean, from my reading, these these were the sort of the Knicks video and analytics takes on. Uh, you know, from the game film or from other inputs uh, against those, you know, for those teams. Um, so I don't think uh, that those teams kind of own that information or keep it as trade secrets. And I think the trade secret part of it is kind of how the Knicks collected it and analyzed it and put it together. So I don't think I don't. I mean, you know, I think it's like I, you know, <laughs> I think the Mavericks and the Nuggets and the Pacers, all of who were mentioned here you know, kind of do a little like, oh, okay. Uh, but I don't, I don't think there's anything actionable that I see from this.
0: Okay. Um, so, sorry, one second. Uh, this is from Vivek in the chat. I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, is it a coincidence the Knicks aren't asking an exorbitant amount in damages? It's been a trend in some of the biggest DTSA cases in recent years, but I believe New York has been stingy in awarding damages.
1: Um. So I think we're just not at that point yet. Um, so um, ordinarily, in in federal court complaints um, and complaints of this type, where there's a there's a number of uh, violations of of different type different torts, um, the damages is left kind of unstated. They just say sort of the type of damages, the type of remedy, um, and they sort of have to. F- go through discovery and experts and um, so so I think I, I wouldn't say that they're not asking for an exorbitant amount of damages. I think we just don't know yet. Um, it is true that there's some big DTSA defend Trade Secrets Act that's the Federal Trade Secret Act uh, damages award um, and um, you know as to New York being stingy and awarding damages, uh, I'm not sure if that Intel is under like the New York trade Secret. You know, law or just in, you know in general, um, but I think basically on damages, it's just it's just too early um, unless you have a complaint where you're like the contract said you were going to pay me three hundred dollars and then you didn't and your damages claim is therefore for three hundred dollars or whatever else. Um, usually at this at this pleading stage at the early stage, um, you leave damages kind of open so they could ask you know for some exorbitant amount. We just don't know it yet. Um, although I have raised, I do think that that the damages case has issues. I think it'd be difficult for them to, uh, they have some challenges there on the damages case. Uh, but we just don't know what it looks like yet.
0: Yep. Yeah, got you. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, kind of just your personal takes on this when you were reading through again, and I want to be very clear. I know that's mostly Knicks fans in here anyway, but like these are just allegations at this point, nothing's been proven. Um, But when you were reading through it, is there anything that when you were, like, just very specifically, were there a few things or one specific thing that stood out as, like, man, if that's true, like, I don't see how the Knicks can't, like, how how the Raptors could argue against that. Like, is there anything specifically or a few things that stood out in that that sense?
1: I mean, I think the few things that stood out to me um, were... You know, one, just like, like I said earlier, in, in a lot of these trade secret cases, um, a lot of times what happens is um, companies have a bunch of confidential information, um, but they don't really treat anything as a trade secret. You know, They might share it with people and they don't really control access. And then someone takes a bunch of stuff and they say, oh shit, and they file a trade secret claim. Um, and then in the case, you have to say, okay, well, did you have a list of trade secrets? Did you identify it that way? Did you keep it that way? And that becomes hard to prove. Um, here, you know, one thing that stood out is that, you know, in the employment agreement, you know, they identify all these categories of, of information. Uh, they have an interesting site to like a law review article that talks about big data and analytics and sports and how all of the general managers and folks kind of agree that this is highly confidential, proprietary team information. Um, so it, it, it's interesting that. The issue that that ordinarily ties up folks on trade secret cases, and it's kind of ironic because it seems so fundamental, like showing that you actually have a trade secret and you kept <laughs> it that way before the wrongdoing occurred. It seems like they have that that kind of locked down. Um, the other thing that I think just just stood out was, you know, pleading the involvement of not only a bunch of unknown people who could be kind of lower level and acting on their own, but just just having enough, and I don't know what that enough is, um, to plead the involvement of the coach um, sort of seems like, you know, if if in fact those allegations that there were people of that level directing um, and, and I forget the exact language of the complaint used, but, you know, directing him to go back and collect this stuff and give that, give it to them so they could use, um, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's a, that's a big one there. And that stood out as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about this. We got one, this isn't really a question, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, this is also from our discord. This is from David quickly. Um, one other thing about Synergy Gate. I like this. Maybe should push on
1: <laughs> Someone's really pushing
0: Raptor Gate out there. But- <laughs> uh, the Knicks were potentially going to trade with the Raptors this summer. And obviously, I'm sure anybody here, but just in case, uh, the Knicks obviously have been connected with, have shown interest in OG and OB for a while specifically. Um, so again, the Knicks were potentially going to trade with the Raptors this summer. One thing that may have been leaked, and what the Raptors were interested in, was assorted OG Siakam, whomever scouting focuses to see exactly how bad they did or didn't want those guys. Uh, and I wanted to follow this up by asking you something. Where I mean, this is such a weird thing to to do, probably in a court of law, but like, could the Knicks could the Knicks materially argue that? if they gained knowledge of their own internal evaluations of, let's just say OG Ananobi, because we know that's a player the Knicks have been interested in, that that, that they could use that to their advantage um, in their own negotiations on the trade market and um, that they could also use that in ways to hamper the Knicks' attempts to improve their roster via trade, whatever, in the offseason... Um, Is that stuff that you can argue? Because obviously we know that like, I mean, we've seen this in the NBA, right? Where teams that they have intel like, oh, we know this team loves this guy in the draft. So if we want him, we got to jump him. You know, I mean, the Knicks a few years ago uh, when they drafted Quentin Grimes, it was reported after the fact that Grimes had a promise from the Denver Nuggets at 26. The Knicks traded back like three separate times to 25 and then took Quentin Grimes, uh, our lucky pick, 25. And I'm just... Want to say I'm very happy Grimes is not on the Nuggets because wow he would be a great fit there. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so uh, no matter where we start, you know if you talk Knicks Raptors, it always comes down to <laughs> an OG and a newbie. Um, that that's the moral of the story there. But I think but I think look like I think the the second the last part of what you said I think is, a, is kind of far afield that they're kind of hampering the Knicks' um, um, ability to improve their roster. Um, now theoretically. Um, Yes, there could be a cause of action where you 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 got proprietary information about the Knicks' evaluation of that player, and you used it to your advantage, and there was harm, and that was secret. Um, that could be a trade secret case. Uh, it doesn't seem to me, from the way this is pled, that that is this one. Um, but you know, theori- theoretically, you know, you could have a case like that, but that's just not this one.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, this is another example uh, in the comments. Knicks drafted Jang because OKC wanted him and got three picks. That's true. That is accurate. Um Yeah. I, yeah, draft. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, you know, in, in looking at what the Knicks filed, if you were the Raptors, let's put yourself as your general counsel for the Toronto Raptors, where would you start, like, okay, these this is where we're gonna start poking holes at this thing what are the things that stood out to you is like this seems kind of weak or I don't think they have the juice to prove this part of it like what were the pieces of that that maybe stood out to you
1: um I mean the, the the one thing that that leaps out immediately as a legal tactic is to try and get this kicked from court and back in back in front of the league um you know otherwise and, and the other the other piece is um, the the damages piece to this, um, I think, and you know, no one really likes to start there, right? Liability is where most people look at, and they say, "Hey, like we didn't do it." Um, but you know, damages is is an important sort of component. If you're if you're going to spend the money to to litigate in federal court and go through a really expensive litigation, if there's no pot of gold at the end. It's a really good place to attack. Um, I think also, you know, the Raptors, from at least their statement. They said, hey, we're going to take a look at this internally and see what we come up with. Um, but also, we deny <laughs> we deny everything. Um, so, you know, on the liability side, I don't know that anything really jumped out other than kind of the weirdness of these trade secrets being things that helped the Knicks on the court rather than in at the ticket office or in the business part, even though I understand, of course, those things are connected. Um, so those would be kind of some of the things I would focus on if I were the Raptors. But I want—I would—I would try and get this, um, you know, back in front of the commissioner and back to a place where I might lose a second-round draft pick and, and and some cash, and do it in secret.
0: <laughs> if I were to, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty shortly here. We did get the sign from God just there. Um, if 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 you're the Knicks, uh, what is like? What do you think is your ultimate? end goal here? Is it to get damages awarded to you? Is it to have people removed from power in Toronto? And then very specifically, as far as Toronto is concerned, like, there are 10 John Does uh, listed in the complaint. Do you think that, like, you mentioned that maybe they don't have the names, but they have the IP addresses?
1: Guess
0: yeah is, yeah is it possible that those IP addresses like I mean if it connected to people higher up in the organization do you think that makes it like you know if let's say it's just an email that was sent to somebody there's no response I mean h- how severe would that even be like what I guess like my question is like let's say the guy sent the email to Masai Ujiri you know um, that that in and of itself doesn't seem like it would be enough to be like, Oh, the well, was directly involved, you know? Um, so is, but I guess like, I, I don't know, obviously I'm not a lawyer, but is that something that it, it could, it could get messy in that scenario if that's somebody who was involved there?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't expect that level of involvement just because of the nature of the information. Um, you know, do I expect my, my GM to be jumping into the Synergy account and looking at clips and, and uh, you know of, of the Nuggets and the Pacers, and and maybe you know thousands of clips of the Raptors. I expect that to be sort of my my lower level, you know, you know, video analytics team. Now, all these teams have, you know, it, it, all across sports have really you know high powered video analytics teams, and we, uh, and we understand the value that it brings. So I don't know that it necessarily has to go up to, you know, the general manager uh, for it to you know cause disruption. Now, what's the goal? Um, it's an interesting question, right? So, I mean, they chose this this even more public um, and different in nature forum um, of going to court and saying this isn't just like you broke some rules, um, but it's not. This is not like tampering. This is not the type of thing that we want the commissioner to handle. But, but you know, we have the you know seven or eight different counts of you know civil wrongs that you guys did. So, you know, is part of that. I don't want to use the word gamesmanship, but leverage and you know creating some turmoil. Um, this is this is a rough thing for a new head coach hasn't coached a game yet uh, to be hit with as he walks into an organization. So you know, I, I guess the right word is gamesmanship. so you, you you are inflicting a little bit of potential pain on a rival. Um, you know, is the end goal? you know, do you think you, you do you believe in your liability case and your damages case and you think you can extract? uh you know a pound of flesh that's more than you would otherwise get with a league or that the existence of this uh pushes the league to take to be stronger uh on this or gives you some leverage. Um that's those are kind of all thoughts that occur as to where they might be thinking. Um but you know all of it, you know, guesswork, somewhat educated guesswork, but guesswork.
0: Is there anything that you would like to plug before we get out of here? Sorry.
1: Ah no problem. Of course. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so the only thing I wanted to plug, uh, although, uh, is well, first of all, before plugging, uh, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate the work that you guys do out there. Uh, You guys make the experience of watching Knicks games and being a Knicks fan that much better. Um, For me, you know, uh, the only thing I want to mention is that aside from being an intellectual property lawyer who likes talking about this stuff, uh, the other project that I have going on uh, is a side project called Lawyering While Human. Uh, I'm on Twitter at law underscore while underscore human. That's focused on mental health and mental well-being in the workplace. Um, I focus on the legal workplace because that's what I know. But I think the while human part is more important than the lawyering part. And we all use a bit of that. So I just wanted to give that a mention and uh, appreciate uh, you having me on.
0: Yeah, no, uh, again, appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for helping us uh, hopefully better understand what exactly is going on here. Uh, obviously not to say, I guess, actually one last question. We didn't even get, I'll ask you this. Is there any, like what is the timeline here that we would expect to, to get court dates and and, the, and all this type of stuff?
1: Yeah. I mean, so usually if I when you file a complaint, um, the defendant has 20 days to answer almost always they'll ask for uh, an extension of 30 or 45 or 60 days and and be kind of granted that pro forma to get, get get an opportunity to get their ducks in a row a little bit um so I, I think you know we'll probably see an answer in the next um month or two um the other thing they could do uh in lieu of answers they could move to dismiss so they could have a theory um, like, you know, they could push that theory that this is the wrong forum and move to dismiss. So that the timing, timing for that would be the same, but then if, assuming it moves forward, you know, the court will have a, a status conference at some point and set a schedule. Um, but these, these cases are, you know, you know, one, two, you know, multi-year affairs, there's going to be, you know, discovery and document requests and depositions and that, and, and that's the fact piece, and then there'll be experts talking about various aspects. Uh, including damages, um, and there'll be the opportunity to make motions and get rid of some of these claims and make arguments about that. So it's kind of, you know, if you see this all the way through, which is one of the reasons that a lot of these cases do ultimately settle or, or get resolved earlier, um, it's, you know, multi-year affair is what we're talking. Um, so I think, you know, if the league takes a look at this, I, I assume even if there's a factual investigation, uh, it'll be on a faster timeframe than that.
0: Um, okay, and, I, and I'm sorry. I know that we said we're gonna end it. One, just last thing, I want to read this out, and then you know, just your final thoughts. A federal lawsuit could lead to pretrial, disco- pre-trial discovery, where testimony and evidence, emails, texts, etc., generate public disclosures of sensitive financial information and or potentially embarrassing statements. From a franchise law perspective, a lawsuit pitting teams against each other arguably undermines the concept of an association of member teams. These teams compete, but they are also expected to value esprit de corps and to work together to maximize the league's overarching business interests so why leagues are viewed under the law as joint ventures rather than a group of unrelated business competitors. Um, I'm assuming that is kind of what we're talking about uh, or what you were talking about rather when you're saying they would argue like, hey, this is not the forum for this. This is not how we do business. Um, But like how messy is – you know? uh, a lot of this pre-trial discovery like testimony i mean who i guess like who who would can the raptors you know pull testimony from people that the knicks may not want and and could this get uncomfortable for the knicks then too um i guess yeah. that's my question so
1: so a couple couple things so first of all um so discovery um and and you know pre-trial discovery in the u.s the discovery rules are very broad um once you're in litigation uh, if it's something that's, you know, that could lead to, the, to, to, to discoverable evidence, your courts are going to let you ask for it. Um, that usually takes the, t- takes the form of asking for documents, and that's the texts and emails and all sorts of, so, you know, and, and that can be hard to collect and expensive and all that stuff. Um, you know, depositions, so you can get a lot of information. Um, If the Raptors have counterclaims, they can bring counterclaims, I don't know that they would here, um, and take discovery the other way. Um, But all these cases, you know, as to the the thing about embarrassing information, you know, getting out into the public domain, um, you know, or or sensitive financial information, um, all of these cases have, uh, are going to have what's called a protective order in place, a confidentiality order. Um, So if you have to disclose sensitive information you might say, "Hey, only only lawyers can look at this. You can't disclose this." Just because you produce something in a lawsuit doesn't mean you can then run around and just leak it. You know, put it out in the public domain. Uh, in fact, you know, most cases have, have specific orders that say don't do that. So I don't know that that's a big concern. But but the but the point in what you read about. Them being kind of this association, kind of like a franchisee model, where like yes, the Knicks and the Raptors and MSG and Maple Leaf, they're, they're different businesses, but they're all part of the NBA as a collective. Um, I think that's you know that's why we have a document like the NBA Constitution that vests that broad power in the commissioner. Um, now, the whole spree decor, and I think I think what this really pushes is. Is the reason that that we didn't go to court in spygate no one filed an unfair competition claim uh you know or and that that we had investigations and all these other you know cases the astros cheating scandal um is that because of an unwritten rule um that says like hey you know we should resolve this stuff internally through league investigations that everyone kind of abides by uh or is it is that the correct interpretation of the constitution that says hey This is exclusively in the power of the league and nobody else. And you're not allowed to do it elsewhere. Um, This case is going to, if they press it, is going to sort of test which one of those things is
0: true. Yeah. Well, in Spygate, um, interesting was how the league just literally burned the tape um, (laughs) and never sent it out. So maybe the Knicks are like, hey, we don't want that to happen. Uh, We want things to come out potentially. So um, that's that. Uh, Mike, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, and um, you know, uh, happy to do this again if uh, we get some more uh, get some more info down the line. But uh, until then, thank you so much. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you for the contributions. Uh, that was fun, and uh, we will do it again soon. Enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, look out for the pod that should be dropping either Thursday or Friday. Um, and. Maybe adding a new pod to the rotation. Be on the lookout for it, guys. Uh, all right. Thank you so much to everybody. Have a great night.
1: Thanks, all.